Rosie and Bill Show wish to thank our partners in Positivity Primary Sponsors. The Roselli Agency, based in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, Brian and his team of insurance professionals have been serving the needs of Chester County for more than two decades. The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in tailoring the right insurance policy for the right client and exceeding expectations every time. Raindrops on the rooftops, hope floods my mind. You say it happens for a reason, and I don't know if I believe. Be a long, long journey, you'll see. It always rains in Portland, but the sun always shines on me. Welcome, everyone, to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week is a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, an accomplished songwriter, and a master of the fretboard on the guitar. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show a California native who's making some amazing music in Nashville, Mark McKay. Mark, welcome to the show. Yo, yo, good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yo, yo, you from Philly? <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. good. To, it's good to see you, Mark. I'm glad that you've it's got uh, you've got power going on. We we there, no, there were some issues last night. We were going to do the show, but now you're in a car. So tell us why are you in a car? I am. Well, first, thanks for mentioning that because I feel terrible. I that last night was just crazy. <laughs> I now you know I love Nashville so much. I just I can't believe how much the city just comes to a halt. I, I live a little south of town too. You know, I'm a little kind of out in the country, but. Like, it's unbelievable the minute there's a chance that there's a little bit of ice somewhere. It's like the whole universe shuts down. It, it It's hard. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm just headed up to Chicago and well, I'm on the road. Actually, I'm I uh, I'm, I'm happy to take a break, actually, to chat with you guys for a little bit. But uh, um, Chicago is one of my favorite cities. going to be a great show. And I feel like it's all I've been doing is driving in circles and flying in circles when my flights aren't getting canceled and playing shows all over the country. And um, I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, that that you've been so busy. You've been touring for what, the last year? Yeah, I mean, well, for several years, but it's where I, I actually, I, I feel like just in the last couple of weeks, you know, maybe like the very end of last year and the beginning of this year, I feel like we're almost back to like, a, a true normal as touring goes, you know, I mean, it's been, it's been a rough, a rough go there for a little bit. It has for sure. Well, I know you're touring now, but we want to ask you about kind of how you got started because we understand that you were trained classically on the piano, but yeah. then you studied blues and rock guitar at the Musicians Institute in Hollywood. So yeah. how did that all come about? When were you introduced to music to begin with? Yeah, so that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, I I was forced to take piano lessons when I was a kid, um, and, and I was I was very unhappy about it until I was a kind of a later teenager when it when the love for music caught on. But the rule in our house was: you want to play baseball, you want to play football, you want to do anything, you want to go outside and play with your friends in the mud, you have to take uh, classical piano lessons, and it, and it it really wasn't all that fun. But 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 I had to do it because <laughs> I wanted to play baseball. <laughs> so um, I I I feel like 
in the discovery, and I'm sure other musicians will tell you this, but in the discovery of just learning piano, you know, at that age, you may not comprehend the difference between Beethoven and Mozart and Sebastian Bach, but, you know, you, you certainly start to understand how certain chords work with other chords. And that was the foundation of me just starting to love music because you get so, in, so inquisitive. And then, um, and, and I, and I, I don't mean to ramble the story on, I'll keep it brief, but, but it's a, it's a story I enjoy telling because I was in Hawaii, uh, on business, totally not a musician. And I just decided that if I didn't, I always wanted to be a musician, but I just got caught up in life and jobs and everything in between. And I just, I told myself, one day when I was on the, I was out paddleboarding and I just said, you know, if I don't go for it, I'm going to severely regret not doing it, you know? And I, and I always tell everybody I paddled in and I, I extended my paddleboard for a couple hours and I made three calls. One was I quit my job. One was I put notice in on my apartment that I lived in, in San Francisco. And the third was to musicians Institute in Hollywood. Cause I figured going to school would probably be the first place to, try to dive into it a little bit, you know? So that's, that's how it all came together. Just um, impulse while paddling with turtles. Well, I don't know. It doesn't sound like impulse. It sounds like inspiration and boy, you took action quickly. Yeah. I, um, I was just, somebody was just interviewing me for a piece a couple of weeks ago and they said, what's the most unexpected thing you've found since you started doing this? And, uh, and I always tell people that the mo the thing that blows my mind the most is how many people come up to me that are significantly older than me uh, that say, dude, when I was younger or when I was your age, I had a band. It's all I ever wanted to do. And I gave it up. And I just it was the dumbest thing I ever did. I would do anything to go back and do it again. And I just feel like that's not something you just hear very often. That's like a very vulnerable thing for somebody to say. Right. I mean, most of us kind of own our decisions and go, it happened the way it happened. But for people to say that to me, you know, I, I, I it, it, it sort of reminds me why it was so easy to go. You got to do this, dude. You have to try. You have to at least try and fail and say it's not for me than to somehow stomach that you never tried. You know, that's just dangerous turf with me. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, Mark, I have to tell you that that story really resonates, you know, with me personally, too, because there was a time when I was kind of where you were and I just really enjoyed being behind the microphone, whether it was singing or reporting or doing anything behind a microphone. And I took a detour for a few decades and decided, you know what, it's time to go back and do what I love to do. So even for those people that came up to you and said that they wish they would, it's never too late. You, you can always go back and pursue your dream. And kudos to you for sticking with it all the way through. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, man. And I appreciate it. You know, the, the other thing that's really trippy is like so much about the early days of my transitioning to be a full-time musician because at the end of the day I didn't give myself an opportunity to not be one right I I went from having a, a full-time job and a full-time life to nothing and and starting over as a student and and I and I feel like um there was so much about those early days that I actually forget because now that I'm a little further along I things have worked out the way they did but but to your point right there I remember going into music school thinking well, I'm probably too old to be an artist, right? I mean, don't you have to get discovered when you're like nine years old? Don't you have to be some child phenom that gets discovered on a TV show? You know, and I remember I remember very early in that journey going, oh, I, I guess there isn't always an expiration date to stuff. You know, I mean, maybe there's certain things you 
want to do that. The time has passed and that's fine. You probably don't want to do them anyway, you know, but, but to your point there, it isn't, there's always something within the realm of your, of your dreams that it's never too late to chase. I agree. And I think the important thing is to not let what other people may say thwart you. Like I remember when I moved out to California, I, you know, I was 24 years old and and this one casting director was like, oh, well, if you haven't had a, this, that, and the other thing by now, you know, it's too late. You're too old. What? And I Amazing, took that huh? in, you know, and I, and that did affect me for a yeah. while. And yeah. so I'm glad that, you know, that you didn't let that anything stop you. Well, and I, yeah, um, I, I think like another thing that I think about a lot is, um, uh, and, 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 and I don't mean to be soul crushing when I say it, but, but it was funny when I first went for this, the people that were harsh on me were like, oh man, you have no idea how good you have to be to pull that off. And I, I hate to break it to them, but the talent thing is about that, per, that much of it. I mean, of course you have to be good. That's, that's part of it. But so much of this is the grit, the ability to take what people tell you and know what to learn from it and what to go. You're a moron. You know, and I and I think a lot I, I think a lot about how I'm actually really lucky that I went for it when I did, because I had a couple of years of work experience under me. And 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 there's times where I say I I'm glad I didn't I wasn't trying to do this when I was 16, where I was more impressionable of what people think and, and right. whatnot. Not saying you were, but you, you know what I mean? It's just it's it's about well, I think I was I, I do think I was. So I'm glad that that yes, that that worked out differently for you. And, and, and a Thank lot of you. times when there's when there's people that talk about, uh, you know, things that can't be done or things along those lines, it's because they couldn't do it or wouldn't do it. It doesn't mean that you can't. So, yeah, that's, and that's often part of it. Well, and it's funny, too, like uh, it probably doesn't always work this way. But one of the one of the creeds that I've always tried to live by is that you you have to life short. You have to do what you feel uh, inspired to do what you want to do. You have to find a way to do that somehow. And then like in theory, the money finds you might not be exactly the same, same thing, but, 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 uh, you know, there was times in my younger life where I sort of chased the money first and you just end up unhappy and, and, and it, it doesn't usually end well, you might make some, but it doesn't mean that that doesn't solve any problems, you know? And so I think like with music, because every morning I wake up, I'm just so happy to do whatever it is that day. Like, there, there are people who hate driving from Nashville to Chicago. I love it. I love getting into the car. I listen to all my mixes of my songs. I make phone calls. I catch up with my agent. I, it's all, it's all fun, you know? And, and so I, I look back at the whole thing and because I love what I'm doing, so much of it is a blur. You just, I, I don't really think about how many millions of things I, you know, have to get done. I think about whatever's on the plate today and you just keep going with it, you know, and it's, it's a grind. <laughs> hey, that Mark, that's a great philosophy. And, you know, you, you just mentioned Nashville. And one thing that really impressed me uh, was that if I heard correctly, the first time that you went to Nashville, you pretty much knew right then and there that that's where you wanted and needed to be. So what was it about Music City that just resonated with you so deeply and so quickly? I, I didn't. I didn't know the answer to that for the longest time. I, I still don't necessarily know, but I do have a theory that I'll share with you. But um, but it's funny, like all of my um, all of my friends know that I'm a I'm a road guy. I, I like being in different places all the time. I was cut out to be constantly on the go. And 
I get really restless if I'm in one place for a long time. So there's a lot of places I go that I go, this place is so cool because I just I'm sort of wired that way, you know. Um, but when I when I came back and said, I have to live in Nashville, I don't know what it is. I have to be there. That got people's attention because they're like, OK, we know that you're we know that you are Mr. Love to go everywhere. But to say that you need to uproot your life and move to this city in the middle of Tennessee shows that you felt something. What I think I was feeling then was um, everything about Nashville just radiates of creativity. Um, I was I was in a place at the time, physically standing place that I don't even like that much anymore. I was right in the middle of lower Broadway. I got out of a cab. Uh, you know, standing right there in the middle of those honky tonks, which of course I love it for that. It's not exactly where, where I hang out all the time. It's not really where locals hang out a lot of the time, you know, but, but, but just the fact that there were bands on every stage and there were ads for new albums coming out everywhere. And I remember driving through music row to get there and seeing all the publishing houses just going, you know, there's, there's just so much, so much creativity here. And and at the end of the day, I'm, I'm glad I made the move. <laughs> Well, that's great. When you sit down to write, Mark, what do you gravitate toward, the piano or the guitar? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like literally 50-50. You know, I, I feel like probably slightly more than often it's it's an acoustic guitar because it's just kind of there, you know, and you can't you take it with you everywhere you go. But on, on that flip argument, 99% of the time, if there's a piano in the room, that is what I sit down at. So um, I've recently... I've been kind of taking stock on that a little bit because we've we have introduced the piano into our live show, which was not something we actually did. Piano was just something that I love doing. It hasn't been a part of our thing. And now it is. And I'm it's been fun to sit down and play some of these songs that were written on a piano because you don't always get the luxury to do that. And it's kind of a special instrument like that, you know. Right. And it shows another side of you as well. Now, you have a knack for writing great hooks. What's your secret? Um, not overthinking it. I think about that stuff as a as a fan. That's the best thing I could tell you there because I think that I think that the minute my brain gets going after too much Red Bull, over analyzing every syllable <laughs> and every lyric, it um, it doesn't go well. So I have to just remember what it was like when I was many years ago at a Bon Jovi concert or a Luke Bryan concert, whatever concert it was just going i just love swaying and singing to this stuff that's that's how you figure out what good hooks are <laughs> no that's you know what that's simple yet profound and and i think you kind of nailed it mark and and i wanted to piggyback uh on on rosie's question about the songwriting because in your time in nashville you've worked with some of the top songwriters in in the business and, and one of them being jeffrey Steele. and there's a video of you guys doing I Can't Stop You in the studio. And, and folks, if you haven't seen the video yet, you gotta check it out. Go to Mark's YouTube page, check out this video. It's, it's amazing. And there's two great talents right there trading off verses in the song. So what I'm curious about is when you're working with the likes of Jeffrey and some of these other great talents, how has that impacted you or helped shape you as the songwriter that you've become? Because I put you in that list of great songwriters as well. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, um, you know, uh, I am very, very collaborative and I, I really enjoy letting people do what they do best. And in exchange for that, I walk in with such an open mind when I'm especially with, I mean, I do it with everybody, but especially like a Jeff Steele. That's like, 
I love him. He's one of my best buddies. But it, I mean, that's like going to class watching him, you know, and I just think watching their their process. And also, you know, I wrote one hundred and sixty nine songs in 2019 alone because I was in a phase of my career where I was like, I just need to write and write and write and write. And I need to worry more about writing all the time than touring all the time. And uh, of those 169, 20 of them ended up being, I love them all. I wrote them all, so I love them, but 20 of them became competitive. And then once they were recorded, 10 of them became probably ones that could, could do something. And then of the 10, three of them were ones that we thought could change my life. And so you think about that, that was one year for me. Think about Jeffrey Steele's catalog. He's he's written everything. He's done everything. So it's it's interesting to watch how fast and and I don't mean it in a negative way, but how fast somebody can go. Nah, 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 not no way been done or or not. You know, I wrote something last week that's so much better than that. I'm not even going to waste my time on that line, you know, and it it just makes your it kind of elevates your deal a little bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, one of the things that um, uh, we were talking about, Jeffrey, we had Steve Dorff. Uh, on the show a little over a year ago and the two of them you know those two working together too it's just I've always wondered what it would be like you know with, with you with the Jeffrey with Steve with some of these great talents just kind of being a fly on the wall just watching that magic happen that that's that's got to be an incredible experience it's my fa it's my favorite thing on the planet because you can you can feel life-changing moments happening right in front of you right now obviously there's so much more that um makes it life-changing but as you're as somebody is you know i've gone into rights where i i had an idea and then you start talking about that idea and then somebody says something and you go whoa dude that's it and it might not have been what the idea was about but but so I, I just feel like and then and then usually somebody takes the rein at what they do. I tend to be a very musical person. I get really into like chord changes and how melodies work together. I've worked with some friends who are just unbelievable lyricists, might not know how to make the melody work together, but the words they come up with are so profound, you know. And so that's that's the other cool thing is when you get a group of guys together and everybody sort of is working on their thing that they do best. That, that That's pretty fascinating. Did you yeah. ever think, Mark, that that um, well, you probably did because you have confidence, but you've opened for some pretty amazing people like Tim McGraw, Blake Shelton. And did you did you imagine that for yourself? Um, you know, some? that's part of. Yeah, no, it's a it's a I, I love when people both of you ask such great questions. Um, it's <laughs> it's always great to to um, reflect on some of this stuff because that falls into the category of what I was saying where like, I don't, I don't know that I ever did. I mean, I think obviously I, I wanted to be a superstar. I wanted to sell out the world. So I guess you would assume you'd have to do that along the way, but there's moments like, you know, I mean, I remember driving to school, listening to Blake Shelton in the car when a couple of those hits came out and playing Austin at full volume. And then, and you know, and there I am walking onto his bus and he's pouring drinks for all my friends, give me a hug saying great to meet, you know, great to see you. And, those moments you're kind of like, that's just insane, dude. Like, I mean, I was literally like listening to your music in the car with, you know, just, and now I'm standing here with you, you know? So I, I don't know that I, I, I guess I expected it to happen, but all of it is still very, uh, very surreal to me. It never gets old. Well, Mark, I want to just follow up with one other quick question, kind of along those lines in terms of, you know, like Rosie said, you've shared the stage, Blake Shelton, Tim McGraw, John Rich, let's say on the countryside, but you've also 
shared the stage with some iconic rock bands like 38 Special, REO Speedwagon. And I'm curious, does your approach at all change or vary based on what other acts or performers are on the venue? Another phenomenal question, dude. Um, <laughs> I would I would say that, um, so I have a joke with uh, my girlfriend, Valerie, actually. And the joke is, and it's actually totally true. She kind of makes fun of me for it, but it's totally true. So we just got confirmed with Night Ranger the other day in, in uh, California. And then we just got confirmed with... Uh, uh, um, Gary Allen somewhere else. And um, I, I guess I, I, I think they're uh, night Rangers for sure confirmed either way. They're, they were both talked about today and within 15 seconds of, of hearing those names, I know exactly what I'm going to wear that night. <laughs> and that, and, and that's, that's what I mean by the approach, because at the end of the day, I'm proud of the fact that our music spans those two things, but artistically and and who I'm playing to, things I'm going to banter about, which don't get me wrong, I don't plan any of that stuff. I'm not like a very rehearsed person, actually. I enjoy just like being off the cuff about stuff. But but I do think to myself, like based on geographically where it is, age demographics, who the band is ahead of us, I think about a look. And that that does slightly change. I can't say that I ever change like the set list much. You know, when we went out with Ted Nugent, I put I, we decided to do a, a a random song that I had written with my buddy Jim Peterick to get a bunch of guitar solos in there. And I didn't I wasn't really sold that it worked that well. So we decided to do like an acoustic ballad I had just written the next day and people went totally nuts. So I was wrong on that one. I would have thought that all of Ted's fans, all they wanted to see was us shred on guitars. But that really <laughs> isn't the case. They just wanted to see me be me, you know. So anyway, wow, that's. <laughs> That's a profound statement and one that everyone should live by. You know, you you hear it a lot when people say, just do you. And and it's true. We do have to to honor who we are because no one else is like us. I I have uh I have just learned that uh I've so I've played like 900 shows around the country, probably uh, well, at least. And uh I've been touring full times, you know, since 20, well, probably 2015, but really 2016. 17 and um and i'm i just went into a meeting with it with a record company the other day i've met with plenty of them over the years a lot of them are my friends and and i've had lots of conversations i'm i'm decently well connected in the business and uh just the other day i went oh i see what all these people meant when they told me just do you i had to go and try everything on the book to learn it you know but but the good guys that were around me, the Jeff Steeles and the Barnhills and the Adam Schoenfelds and the guys that really cared about me always told me, you got to zone in on what you do, whether it seems like that's what's happening in the business or that's what's on the radio or that's what's going to make it just you got to tune all that out. You got to do you. And I was decently good at listening to that advice. But but just in the last couple of weeks, I went, I see what they all meant now. I'm glad I I'm glad I hung to it. You know, that's a that's a great epiphany. Mark, and we we really appreciate you coming and talking to us and and we wish you all the best in your touring in Chicago and, and everything else. If you come to the East Coast in Pennsylvania, let us know, please. Yeah. We'd love to come and support. And yeah, uh, thanks for coming in to. and talking to us. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for the great conversation. Well, we wish you all the best, folks. Thank you for tuning in. And we're going to end the show for, with something from Mark McKay. Have a great week.
Up all night, pen to paper, full page left. Should have known better than to think you would read it. Guess I wanted you to know I didn't want to let you go. Been dreading this day since the day you told me that director called. Said he liked your picture and he wanted to meet you. I died the day I said to you, you gotta do what you gotta do. I can't stop you. Your wheel already rolling. I can't keep you. You're a bird on a wing, you're about to fly. I can't hold you. You were never mine to hold. Guess I gotta let you go, let you go, let you go. Heaven knows that I don't you go but I can't stop you Robert a road pit on the middle couldn't care less halfway to Memphis when the blue lights slow me down state trooper said 91 who the hell you chasing son Told them all about your angel face, your green-eyed dreams, your headstrong ways. You took my license and ran my plates. I counted 84 trucks go by, and on that shoulder I began to cry. I can't stop you. You're a wheel already rolling. I can't keep you. You're a bird on a wing. You're about to fly. I can't hold you. I gotta let you go, let you go, let you go Heaven knows that I can't stop you you Finally hit me, you were really gone Just outside Jackson on the drive back home Can't stop you You're a wheel already I can't hold you You were never mine to hold I guess I gotta let you go Let you go, let you go Heaven knows that I can't stop you You're a wheel already rolling Can't keep you You're a bird on a wing You're about to fly I can't hold you You were never mine to hold I guess I gotta let you go let you go, let you go, heaven knows that I don't want to let you go, but I can't stop you. No, I can't stop you. You're a wheel already rolling. You're a bird on a wing, you're about to fly. But I can't stop you.